Hello, and welcome to Catholicism in the Car. My name is Parker Zerbal. I want to talk a little bit about the concept of excommunication in the Catholic Church. and why it is, in my opinion, a good thing to employ when certain public figures need to be reeled in, you could say. Uh, In the United States, I'm just going to be pretty blunt here. Uh, In the United States, we have had a number of Catholic politicians, namely Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi. I don't know. Those are the first two that definitely come to mind, uh, but there's more. Um, who they they claim to be Catholic. They run as Catholics uh, when they run for office. They they often cite their Catholic faith to show um, you know their their that that they're a good pick for their job. Um, but uh, at least being charitable, they certainly do not understand their Catholic faith. And on a less charitable note, if they do understand their Catholic faith and they fight for and proclaim and even celebrate many of the policies that they do, which are clearly against the Catholic faith, um, then they are in very grave sin. And I I think the, the concept of excommunication, now it's gotten a bad rap throughout history, but it has to be understood properly. Um, and the way it is to be understood is as a mercy um, and as a justice. You cannot have mercy without justice, and you cannot have justice without mercy. Uh, they are, in a way, they're relative, uh, relative virtues to each other. Uh, in the same way that love and truth are relative virtues to each other. You cannot have love without truth, and you cannot have truth without love. Uh, if you have love without truth, you have a sort of complacent um, uh, complacent action that allows the other person to do whatever they want. And if you have truth without love, you have um, a type of dogmatism that shoves, uh, that shoves truths or even opinions down other people's throats when they're unasked for and unwarranted. So, but as regards excommunication, um, so, you know, the love and truth uh, relatives and also the uh, justice mercy relatives all, all four of those uh, have to do with this concept of excommunication within the church. Um, and at heart, what is it? It's discipline. It's uh, discipline for the sake of justice and for the sake of mercy, for the sake of truth, and for the sake of love. So in my opinion, uh, the bishops who are who have the pastoral care over uh, Nancy Pelosi and over um, Joe Biden, in my opinion, uh, those bishops, the smartest thing for them to do would be to threaten excommunication to both of those individuals unless they repent of their erroneous views, uh, their their contradictory views to the doctrine of the church, namely uh, their views on abortion. They're each very pro-abortion. Um, I guess, you know, that, that that's the main one. 
That is, that is the main one. Um, but also views on uh, other, other aspects of human sexuality, um, on the aspect of homosexuality and uh, transgenderism. Um, both of them seem quite supportive, not, not only seem, but are publicly quite supportive of both of those things, which are uh, condemned by the church as sinful. So they're committing grave scandal. The, these two politicians are committing grave scandal by calling themselves Catholic and simultaneously uh, proclaiming these sorts of views. Now, it is my understanding that Archbishop Cordelione of San Francisco, which is where Nancy Pelosi is from, has uh, barred her from the Eucharist and maybe has therefore de facto excommunicated her. Um, and maybe he just thought uh, a lawful excommunication under canon law was not necessary in that case, that it might do more harm than good. Um, and, and here, I'm not talking about necessarily a like a de jure of the law excommunication. Um, because in our present context, that, that may be blown out of, out of proportion by people who do not understand this practice of excommunication. But a de facto excommunication via not allowing the person to receive the Eucharist in that, in that diocese um, would be, I think, the virtuous thing for these bishops to do. Now, like I said, I think Archbishop Cordelioni has done this in his Diocese of San Francisco. Now, both of these people, uh, in my understanding, spend most of their time in Washington, D.C. And I think Biden is from Pennsylvania, maybe? So I would implore his bishop, whoever is the bishop of his diocese, um, to either de facto or de jure uh, excommunicate him, allow him not to receive Holy Communion, um, and then also the Diocese of Washington, D.C. to not allow them to receive Holy Communion because of this grave scandal that these two politicians are causing. And, and now, bishops who do not take this approach, I think a good case can be made that those bishops, in my understanding, this does not include Archbishop Cordelione because he has done his due diligence. And if, if the other bishops have, and I'm just not aware of it, then God bless them. That's good. But if they have not, if they have not done their due diligence in this regard, I think they too are causing quite a scandal, not necessarily to the secular world, uh, although it would be a scandal to them in the sense that they laugh at us and see how we don't stand by our guns when it matters, that we really don't believe the things that we preach um, because we allow those of our flock to publicly defy us and metaphorically spit in the church's face and uh, and the church just just take it now some people may say you know jesus said if uh, someone slaps you on the cheek offer them the other as well yes regarding physical persecution and you know things of that nature Rega regarding persecution yes uh you should not try to avoid martyrdom um in in like like positively trying to avoid it you you don't need to seek martyrdom, but you, you shouldn't try, or you, what am I trying to say? You should not avoid martyrdom. So that, that passage simply does not apply in this case. Uh, when the Pharisees 
accused Jesus falsely of certain teachings, he clarified and rebuked them. Uh, when he was brought before the Sanhedrin and they accused him of the crimes, he said, you know, who accuses me of these things? Um, and then he said, I will be riding on the clouds of heaven and you will see me in my, my glory and you will know the truth. Anyway, I'm majorly paraphrasing that verse. <laughs> um, when it regards truth, it is not necessary, nor is it advisable for the person to turn the other cheek. If someone comes up to me and says, hey, you're a Catholic, um, you believe, well, let's take the pro-abortion, uh, the abortion example. You believe in abortion, right? That abortion is good because you're Catholic. And I see Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, they're Catholic, and they believe that abortion is great. And if I said yes to that, yes, I'm a Catholic, and I think abortion is a good law to have on the books, like in that sense, I'm say they slap me on the cheek with that lie. <laughs> They're speaking a lie about me and my beliefs. If I hand them the other one as well by acquiescing to that and acknowledging that, then I have committed a lie. That, that, that example, the slapping on the cheek example from the gospel, just it, it does not apply to this case. And I think I've, I've demonstrated that. Um, <sighs> we need clergy with a backbone. But not just a backbone, with a backbone and a heart. We have lots of clergy with hearts, but we need some backbones in there too, okay? We need justice, we need and we need mercy. We need love and we need truth. You cannot have one without the other. When a bishop or a priest sits by as one of their flock is sinning publicly, this doesn't go for private sins, but when one of their flock is sinning publicly and manifesting grave sin and grave error, such as these two politicians are, no member of the church can stand by and allow that to happen and not rebuke them and try to turn them back to the right faith. Excommunication is a mercy. It's saying, hey, you've done wrong, dude. You're thinking wrong. Get back with the truth. We're offering you to get back with the truth. And if they refuse, then the full excommunication takes place. Um, it's just as though God doesn't damn us to hell. We choose hell. He just confirms our choice. If God led us into heaven, even though we were choosing hell, that would not be justice, and that would not be mercy. In the same way, our bishops, our bishops need to act in the same way, and that's what that's what excommunication is for. It's a manifestation of the judgment of God on the members of His flock on this side of the veil.